Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of. Oh, okay. The, na- the name of the podcast. <laughs> the name of insert the podcast. Insert name of podcast. Okay. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Indie Club Podcast. My name is Tom Kozaczynski, and today I'm joined by Sebastian Monajemzade. He is founder of SeaFinder, a community of freelance consultants in IT and business. I will let him introduce a little bit more uh, and tell, tell us a little bit more about himself. I just want to tell you that he's from Sweden. We met a couple of weeks ago, and we're going to be doing something great together in a couple of weeks or months, depending on when the Swedish summer finishes. Sebastian, please. Hi, very nice to be here, or be in Sweden. It's also nice, but I mean, like, on your podcast, really good pronunciation of my name. Uh, appreciate that, even if it was, like, take 500. But uh, we, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna, <laughs> I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to we spend as well at the podcast as the introduction with my name being so long i'm sorry about that but people do remember it uh, the reason i have uh, this long strange name is because um, my dad is iranian uh, or persian and it's a persian name that has been latinified uh, and certain uh, sounds are not prevalent in the swedish language so that's why it looks so strange also, my parents did not think that, well, Mona Jemzad is a pretty long family name. Let's put a short name in his surname or whatever you call it, like his first name. But no, they didn't. They put Sebastian. So that's, the, that's why it takes up a whole row. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it this usually is the is. same reason why I shortened my own name. Because by people, when people hear Tomislav, it's like, oh, it's, like, it's Tom. Oh, it's, it's Tom. Tomislav. Uh, yes. Is that the real name? Oh, okay. Oh, my full name that. is yeah. Tomislav. But uh, this is a funny story about my name. Uh, colleagues from my uh, my wife's colleagues where she works uh, when she ever uh, every time when she said oh Tommy Slow is doing this Tommy Slow is doing that uh, they actually thought that she's saying uh, that she's calling me Tom is love so they thought my name is <laughs> <laughs> like why is she calling him Tom is love and he, it was like it just it was like a year a year later when the coin dropped and they were like oh his full name is Tom is like yes <laughs> But yeah, so Tom, yeah. Tom for short, because it's just Tom. easier for everybody. It's Tom, and, and let's uh, get into it. Uh, yeah, so when she's mad me, at you, she's Thomas Hate. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it will probably happen when we get divorced. It will be like, yeah, yeah Thomas Hate. Yeah, Thomas Hate. Gonna, yeah. She's either going to rename you to Thomas Hate or just an asshole in, in her uh, yeah. book. Both goes. <laughs> Both goes. Yeah. It's the same word. Uh, tell me a little bit more about SeaFinder. I think uh, I think uh, it's great, but uh, I want everybody to hear it from you. I will link to the site later, and everybody can do their own research. But I want to hear cool. from you how it came to be and what it is. All right, I'm gonna to try to keep it short. Uh, Don't. We have time. We, we have, have time. time. Okay. Yeah. I'll try to keep it long. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so SeaFinder actually, it, it was born, we are four uh, former colleagues uh, from the same company, actually, that figured out, we were both all working in, in a company uh, with consultants, consultants that were freelancing, and we figured out a way that we wanted to work with our subcontractors, um, and we actually made a plan together, uh, and we took it to this company that we were working for. But they thought that this is like, to be honest, I think they thought, thought there was like, it was too much money they would lose because it wasn't a traditional, you know, taking percentage uh, from a freelance, uh, like usually it takes like 12%. This company, particular company takes 17%. So they took a lot 
the thing they did good though uh, was that they had like sort of a community uh, it was physical uh, very analog but uh, still pretty good people got together met other colleagues uh, within like IT Stockholm but we thought that we could do this better more digital so we built a digital platform uh, where people can meet and do stuff together like fun stuff uh, we try to do it data driven as well data driven as in if consultants come with a suggestion we try to do that so for instance if there's a course that someone wants to to do and we try to use the power of many so if this one person wants to do this course probably there are more people that want to do this course and then we ask and if people want to do it we can always use that as a leverage towards the one the companies that that could maybe provide us with this service so they could get it cheaper so so that's one of the strengths but also we're looking out for them in that way that we're trying to also find uh, contracting jobs for them uh, because that's their bread and butter they need they need they need clients and stuff and we try to be the meeting place for both clients and freelance consultants but also salespeople that freelance uh, or have their own company which also provide the value uh, in, in, that they help the clients find the consultant that they need or just their pains. Sometimes the clients doesn't know their pain. And we do not, uh, we, we do not take a part of that, uh, that uh, business. So we're just the platform for people to meet each other. They can chat. They can uh, use our AI uh, motor to sort of match their CVs and profiles against current um, uh, what do you call assignments mm -hmm. so uh, basically so this, client comes to you with a project and then you will help uh, yeah. kind of ass assign contractors to that project yeah yeah and it's done also automatically with the software that we have so they can just upload the information that they have of the software so let's say they're looking for Java developer that needs to know this and that and XYZ and they can just upload it, it takes a second and then uh, the contractors can upload their CV, also takes a second, and the uh, software understands semantically what they've done and sort of what industries and what roles they've had and for how long. And then it gives you a matching number uh, to assignments that are currently available. So you can get a match for like 80%, that's pretty good. Uh, you're probably going to be a quite good suit, suit for that. Uh, or match uh, so so that's what we do and and sometimes when it happens automatically and the client and, and the consultant meet each other directly we don't like we don't involve ourselves in their business but usually there's a need for a for a salesperson or, or a, some some sort of help between the client and the consultant uh, for them to help each other agree like do you mind? Almost. Do you mind me asking? And feel free to not answer the question. I'm just into. Uh, sure. I like to know. So when let's say I'm a uh, I'm a client and I come on board to your platform to find a consultant. Yeah. Are you negotiating in the name of the consultant, or they negotiate on themselves? And who sets the pricing? Is it me as a consultant set the pricing, or you as a platform, and then you take a percentage? How does that whole thing work? So, so, so that's actually where the salesperson all usually comes into place because you need a third party, or you don't need it, but you, it's nicer to have a third party be, instead of me as a consultant saying, you know what, I'm worth, I'm worth a thousand crowns an hour, and you as a client say no, and then I'm like, okay. <laughs> apparently not then because the market says what I'm worth but uh, so it's much easier to not have to you know 
try to argue for myself, but have a salesperson that maybe has worked with me, maybe has reference cases uh, and have been working me for a while and knows me and can therefore argue for me and give me a better price. So that's actually one of the services that the salespeople that we have provide. Yeah. So basically they are your recruiter in a way where basically... Sort of, sort of, yeah. Yeah, you could say, yeah. you could say that, yeah. Uh, yeah. The model is new, so, you know, we're, we're trying different things uh, and we'll see where we land, but this is the uh, setup right now. Uh, and we are, there are a lot of people giving us very positive feedback. So that's very fun and nice. Uh, yeah, I think I think that's great. I I, I in my previous uh, in my previous like year and like no even two and a half years actually now I worked extensively with recruiters here in London, where basically a lot of them are just playing the numbers and trying to find you know match a person to a company as quick as possible so they will yeah. actually earn more. But uh, I had a I think an opportunity to work with a couple of really great uh, guys and girls who were. Uh, extremely well at what they do but what they did is they really got to know me so they would go deep into my portfolio how do I work uh, what type of clients do I want to work with on what type of projects all that stuff they learned all of my wants and needs and they also learned how I work and what are my strengths and then when they would find a client that they would know I'm a good fit they could argue my case and they could really convince client why am I a good choice between all of these other uh, yeah. designers and consultants and everybody. So, so when you find a recruiter or somebody who works on your side to basically uh, find you a, a really good client, I think there's nothing more valuable to that. So I don't know how much you're charging. And if you want to share that with everybody, that's fine. If you don't, not sure, but uh, feel free not to, but I think that it's really valuable and I'm always more than happy to, you know, take a, a piece of whatever I'm earning and, and uh, give that to a recruiter if I know that I'm getting a really good client that I will then have opportunity to work on a project for a long time and come out at the end as a, you know, a better uh, designer or consultant or whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I definitely agree. Uh, and that's, that is the way I always work. I've been like full transparency. I think that's really, really important. I, I, I tell my agenda, like, you know, this is, this is what I want. Uh, and this is what I want for it. And this is what I, what I will do. And I, I worked at the, as a recruiter on my previous company. I was uh, head of recruitment there uh, for the Stockholm area. And I had a hit rate and also a track record that was unseen uh, and unheard of uh, during one of the years, at least. Uh, and, and I think the reason that I had that was because I never bullshitted anything. Uh, if someone said like, yeah, I, I would like, like if this and this would happen and, and this, these sorts of services, if we didn't have them, I wouldn't say that we did. I would say, you know, we don't have those. I've heard that this, our competitor might have them. Go check with them. If this, is more, if this is really important for you, go check with them because I think they have it. So that's better. And I, always, I was always like clear with, you know, my, my only job is not, my job is not for you to sign this paper. My job is to make sure that you have all the information you need in order for if you sign this paper, you will not be disappointed. You'll know what, what, what you are signing off yeah, on. So, so this, is, this is something I work with. And, and, and you know, I, I, it's not smart and it's not scientific, but I go a lot with gut feeling and the relationship 
thing. And, and this is one of the reasons why I agreed on this podcast, because I really like sort of, I thought we hit it off. I don't know what you, you maybe just need guests. I have no idea, but you know, <laughs> I, I thought we had a really nice meeting before this. We, we, we don't know each other really well, but it was fun talking to you. And I thought like, hell, what the hell? Like screw, screw the content consumers. We'll, we'll have an hour having fun talking. So, well, thank you about uh, thank you for that. Because to be honest, uh, a lot of a lot of guests either come from people that I know or from uh, the community co-founder of mine, David, mm. who who finds these amazing people and brings them on the podcast. So I'm in the last couple of episodes of not the one to to source uh, people that I talk to because I wanted to step away from being uh, the one who's talking with people that I already know because then mm. a conversation is very much different than when I'm speaking to someone that is fairly new to me. And when I met you, like you said, I, yes, we clicked. I think you're an interesting guy and I think you have a lot of interesting ideas to share. So this is why I'm, I'm really glad that you agreed to this and, and it's gonna, I, I think it's, it's great and, and thank you. Uh, and <laughs> And I think Seafinder as, as an idea is really good. And, and on top of what you said, like not being a bullshitter, uh, I think this is a, a huge difference because a lot of people uh, that I, I had uh, met, not, not, not everybody, but uh, there is a substantial amount of people who just want to do the sale and go with it. And just, you know, it just kind of feels that if you actually care about your customer, whatever it is, is it a product or in your case, uh, a consultant or I, I don't care if when you are removing that bullshit factor and are you honestly trying to help them by not necessarily helping yourself first, I think you're going to go a long way. And this is what happened to me a couple of times where, you know, you do like, like the saying says, uh, road to hell is paved with good intentions, but I would rather sleep uh, comfortably in my bed, not worrying about, am I an asshole than doing something <laughs> that will, you know, uh, I just always, uh, I, I had a I had a friend who's now uh, he he died a couple of years ago, but he was this amazing. Oh, sorry, uh, it's fine. He's a he was an amazing guy. He was a, a, a my parents' generation, and and he uh, taught me one really great thing. He said that he always tries to live his life so that he's not afraid of two a.m. knock on the door. Good. This is what I really took in because I think that's like, okay, when somebody knocks at my door at 2 a.m., I have no fear opening up their door because I know they came for help and nothing else. And this is how I want to, you know, approach anybody. I'm here to help you. If I can help, great. If I can help you and earn something in the process, amazing, but I will never go for money alone. And uh, this is one of the reasons why I didn't onboard clients in the last couple of months, just because uh, of the lockdown and all of the stuff happening, it kind of felt that I was not in a good place mentally and I didn't want to bring somebody into that and then, you know, have them wrestle with whatever I'm wrestling at the moment. So, uh, yeah, totally understand. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I took on a tangent. Yeah. No, no, it's it's fine. It's was nice listening to to the to. I think I would be afraid anyway. Like even though I haven't done anything wrong, you never know. You know, you you bumped into someone on the subway and he's coming for you like two a.m. anyway. <laughs> you know, I don't know. But also, you, I think maybe also, I have. I'm not sure about this. Uh, you might have, you might be at help. Like, th help me think about this. But you know, the market in Stockholm. Uh, like in Sweden, but particularly also when you narrow it down to Stockholm, is so much smaller than the UK that I think I, I can't afford to just lie to someone, you know, 
because the words would get around quite quickly. You know, if I do it like one time, maybe, yeah, maybe that would be fine. But, you know, do it three or four, get known as a bullshitter. I think I'm smoked at this market then. I have to move to UK. Uh, so, <laughs> so, 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 so that's also like, uh, I mean, it's not the reason that I don't bullshit, but I mean, that I think that it would be like sort of, you know, self, self-regulatory as well, because like, and also me, like in the other end, like I, I don't want to come off as this like uh, hero or anything because I'm not, because when people bullshit me. I am really quick to tell other people about it, like intentionally talking loud about it on the subway. Yeah, I was talking to this guy, he's a prick. Um, uh, and, and like constantly just, you know, <laughs> repeating the name of the company. Have you heard about this? This company, Company X? Yeah, Company X ripped me off. Like Company X fucked me over. Like I would never work with Company X like doing this stuff because I get so pissed off when people try to uh, screw me over because I think there's no need. I'm really transparent if what, what I want you be the same and we'll see if we can do business. Like if, if my price is too high, then it's too high. Then, then I'll have to go back and see what I can do, you know? No, absolutely. I think there's always somebody who's willing to do something cheaper. And whenever somebody approaches me and says, hey, uh, great, thank you for your offer, but we have person or company X, Y, and Z that are going to do it cheaper. I'm always happy that they found somebody who's cheaper than me. And if they can do it on the same uh quality level for the lower price, good for them. I want to know who that company is because then I want to work with them so that I can offload everything that I'm working to them and just keep the difference. So I think everybody wins, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so there's a, I don't know if I can share my screen with you. Let me just, uh, I, I, I just found turn, turn off the incognito. No, no. <laughs> <Pass> <laughs> <first>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was one image that I saw. Actually, I'm going to share just this. I want when we are about uh, talking about charging less. It's do you see the ah, yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm, yes. I'm totally happy with this. I was. Yeah. Uh, I'm when I started out with uh, when I was younger and not younger when I was young. Period. Uh, when I was way young uh, <laughs> and when I started with my first uh, website, I can. It's kind of. It's an embarrassing story, but I remember it uh, being that uh, um, my friend's kid who can do it really cheap. And I was this kid who was uh, a kid of this guy who was a friend of the guy that needed a website. And I did a really poor, terrible website. And I did it for almost nothing money. And I'm sure that there were at that point some uh, professionals who saw the site that I built and thought, oh my God, this guy paid like little money for this crap site but i thought i was amazing because i built this site and i earned i don't know it was in if i calculate to euros today it would be i don't know like around 100 euros for a website or even less uh but i was so happy because it it, it validated that whatever i'm doing has a market so this is where i started of course uh got better over the years but uh there's always somebody who's willing to do it cheaper and it's great and if you're happy with the quality of cheaper people are bringing to the table then more power to you please do that and then when you're not satisfied come back to me i'm still here not going anywhere and <laughs> i will be happy to help yeah and also you know there's also one other aspect of it is that uh the ones that did it cheaper if the client is satisfied uh, then that particular, uh, you know, client, uh, sorry, uh, what do you call it? Like the, the, that, that company that provided it 
to the client that was satisfied, they understood better what they needed. So they didn't need a Da Vinci painting. They just needed some crappy thing with colors. Yeah, uh, yeah, that might You're be the case. Right. You know? yeah, so, yeah. so, so there, there are like two, two, two sides of it. Um, not uh, sure. And, uh, uh, not sure if I actually mentioned this already at the podcast. Doesn't matter. I want to tell you the story, and whoever's listening is gonna listen it for the second time. But when I started uh, my first company with my uh, colleague and co-founder of my first company, who is one of my closest friends, uh, our first client was this. Uh, beauty salon thing like hair and nails and all that you know shiny stuff so uh we were so happy to have found a client that we wanted to do everything we were the everything agency whatever you need uh business cards we do them websites yes no problem whatever you want we're going to make it for you and and we were so happy to have this client and she wanted basically the full package the full package was uh complete branding including the logo business cards memorandums all that stuff uh, website and then her she had a salon and we did design for her windows so we did design that and then we printed them out and we came over there and actually put the window graphics onto the windows uh, and she ordered 300 coffee mugs with print of her new logo that we designed and everything. So, we, and it was around something before Christmas time when she wanted to give away those 300 mugs. Uh, so the total uh, amount that we charged in euros was for 300 mugs, printed windows, uh, branding, branding guidelines, website, business cards, printed business cards, uh, everything was done for 1,000 euros. Wow. And our expenses were 850 euros before tax. We paid the tax and we were each left with around 20 euros of pure profit. <laughs> so <laughs> this was one of my most expensive lessons that I learned in, in my uh, being a, a business owner and doing the price negotiations. So she got off extremely cheap and she got high quality product, a lot of product. And she was happy, we were happy. We had a great uh, piece in our portfolio, but we were basically netting zero. So, yeah. so next client was like triple the price for the same amount of work. 60, 60 euros each. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, the cost remained the same so we were triple we tripled the thing but the cost remained the same so okay, okay. so All it right. was 1060 euros each oh, okay <laughs> congratulations uh, first when you were t starting the story i thought that you were like taking on too much like restaurants that have like pizza kebab and also like thai food <laughs> like you always get suspicious i don't know if the same in london but but like here, I get really suspicious. Like, what, what, what's your origin? Like, are you Turkish, Turkish Thai, or or sushi on top of that? You know, you get. So that's why I thought you were going with that story. Oh no, but, no, no. Uh, we we did it on board too much for sure. It was oh. it, it was too much, but it, it was a lesson learned, and you scale down, and 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 now it's like I do this and nothing else, and and I don't even mm. do brandings anymore. I do branding for my own enjoyment when somebody asked me to build a logo or something like that I was like, 
I'm more than happy to. Uh, before COVID hit, there was a conference that was supposed to happen, and uh, organizer of the conference, he's a friend of mine, asked me if I can do the logo. I said, no problem. Mm. And it's something that I will do on a Sunday morning over a coffee. Some people do the crossword or Sudoku. I, I do the logo, and mm. I didn't charge him for it. He's my friend, and I did it uh, from for the love of doing graphics because I don't have the opportunity anymore to actually just build the visuals since ever I moved to, to UX and more consulting. I don't do the graphics anymore. So it's like something for myself that then I can showcase to people saying, okay, I built this and I'm happy with this, but I don't do that anymore because I think there are much more people in this space who are way more talented than I am and can do it quicker and probably cheaper. If I'm to charge for this, they would do it cheaper and quicker than I do. So like I'm out of that space purely for my enjoyment. By the way, like uh, on the top of topic of branding, why aren't you branding yourself as Tom is love? <laughs> actually, that's actually uh, pretty good. I don't want somebody to think of me as a sex guru or something. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> because, <laughs> because you're married? <laughs> no, 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 because, no, 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 just because I'm not a sex guru. <laughs> <laughs> Fake advertisement. That's what you're afraid of. Right? Yeah. I actually uh, uh, just put on my uh, LinkedIn a couple of days ago, a friend of mine gave me a nickname uh, on, uh, we, we were talking, he said, oh, a good nickname for you because I'm a, I'm a really strong advocate of freelancing, like, you know, and remote work. So he called me Sir Freelance a lot. And I was yeah. like, okay, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, that goes on my LinkedIn. So I actually updated my LinkedIn a couple of days ago with Tom Surfer Lancelot. Yeah, nice. Kind of fits uh, better, yeah. Yeah. All right, all right. Uh, uh, but, sorry, yeah, I, sorry. I, I've been speaking for, for a time and I actually wanted to ask you, uh, I just wanted, I, I, I don't feel that we finished the whole Seafinder topic and right. we kind of moved into the consulting, but uh, I want to know a little bit more about... Uh, from your perspective as a recruiter, what was the biggest problem that people have when they either have their own CV or portfolio? What makes them uh, hard to sell to a potential client? So, uh, sorry, could you repeat the question? So, what makes them uh, what makes them uh, hard to sell as a person, as a professional with their portfolio? Like, what are the mistakes that people do which makes them lose clients or not get enough clients? So th that depends, of course, like boring answer, but I can answer like a sort of related question. And, and, and that's usually like consultants getting, uh, getting assignments or offers that they really don't want to work with. Let's say that you actually just wanted to work with like the graphics and stuff, but you only get sort of DevOps or something like further back, back end questions, like nothing with, with the visual uh assignments and, and get frustrated like what why why do i only get these like questions and and that's usually like how you um what would you say how how do you present your cv uh if you if it's only like back-end stuff in there with no you know highlighting of the graphics for instance i'm not no i'm not sure that this is a good example i'm just saying uh of course you're just going to like that's what recruiters see or, or, or the client see, they're like, okay, back end, back end, back end, back end. He probably likes back end. So this is what I'm going to offer him. Uh, so that's one thing, like how you present your, your CV uh, in terms of both like what you have, like history and the 
vector sort of where are you going what what direction what way, you're taking. yeah the direction exactly what 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 are you what do you, what do you want like if i see that someone is going more towards maybe ux coming from a technical background i can understand that okay you know what this guy wants to work or girl for that matter wants to wants to go towards more ux stuff and then i will like then you need to know your strength i'm always talking about like in soccer football you 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 always have like your sort of area that's that you own uh, and you just need to find your own edge uh, and and this is rhetorics right so it comes to like cv most people don't understand that the cv is not a paper of what you have done it's not a history book the cv is your sales equipment you know this is the equipment you use to get an assignment right so this is like usually you know especially like uh, within um, areas like it there's a lot of engineers and usually they are more like fact based oriented oriented so that's why they need the salespersons and stuff because they don't have maybe that skill that much usually like if i would generalize and that's what people need to understand that your cv is not just a history of what you have done it is a way for you to sell yourself and then on the other side like someone read this in a book like especially like maybe i've seen a lot of uk uh, uh, cvs and profiles as well like they overdo it it's like they put you know like everything in there and they like put quotes and shit that i i why would i believe you just because it's on the paper and also i hate it when people put like okay my skill sets and then they just sort of you know score themselves one to five like in java i'm i'm a four of five or nine of ten like compared to what and who the fuck says like is it you is it you that okay good i'll take you in right away this guy is a nine apparently like you know what, what that's a, <laughs> does it that just takes up space i don't care what you think about yourself i want to see what you have have done and why i should hire you and that's usually like what people miss to answer the first question it's like i want to know maybe okay what was your role and what happened during your assignment and what part did you play in this project going well because that last part will be like oh okay i have that same pain i have that same problem you know what my website stopped keeps doing some funny stuff oh you were a tester there and you found it using these methods for instance uh that's what i need just to make it simple i i, I don't know who, who your crowd is but you know no, maybe no, uh, my crowd is people who are trying to either start a business or be freelancers or, or find okay. a job or work for themselves but yeah. i think it's generally good advice that uh you're saying basically that you need to craft your cv in a way that it presents like your skill set and what you can do it's not just a list of shit that you already done exactly. and i agree with those numbers when i see those cvs there's like one uh, uh recently uh, a couple of months ago actually last year i was uh, hiring developers and i posted a uh, like a job ad in one of the developer groups and I got a couple hundreds of CVs uh, and a lot of those had like those little like, like you said nine out of ten in Java or whatever yeah. but it you was, just ran to your boss like he's a nine see let's it, hire him it was like a, like a, one, one guy had like a chart like a graph like oh I'm like like a pie charts of what is like what is the ten percent that is missing in your PHP skill like which ten percent don't you like I don't I like ninety percent of PHP in a pie chart like what like. <laughs> 
And then, like, for example, this was something that, that I would immediately disqualify. Like, oh, you're, you, you downloaded a nice CV template. Bye. You know, it's just yeah. like you would take somebody. Uh, one, uh, when I started, uh, my CV was, and I'm not over-exaggerating, it was 26 pages. I see we wow was <laughs> it was a history book <laughs> it was a, a, a history book like when the earth was ball of molten <laughs> lava and it went from there uh, and the I friend of mine uh, she's a consultant here in London and she looked at my CV and she's like dude that is way too long because in there I didn't have only my CV I had like some of my case studies a part of my portfolio whatever like so if you took that you can see everything about me you can see everything that I did and a couple of my works and a, a case study and blah 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 and she said like you need to cut this down to one page can I ask you something yeah, yeah I agree with her by the way but but was it on the level that you needed like a zip tool to mail it email it yeah yeah i had it on my on my hosting and like you get a link and you download it. amazon you know yeah amazon ads you would get a whole folder everything was in there it was a shit show but it just kind of felt that if i have only one page people will not see everything that i can do it and she told me like it doesn't matter you you basically have multiple cvs and then you exactly them. Exactly. I, it was like, no, I had like a one, one size fit all CV mm. that did, did actually meant one size doesn't fit anybody. And, and then she helped me to craft the first version for the one company uh, that was like some two and a half years ago when I was still searching for a job in London. I was like, okay, I'm applying for this company, does this, this, and this, what do I need? And basically we deleted 90 percent of fat and just leave the couple of really important information then if they want to know more they're going to call you up and ask you and then you will do a second interview send a portfolio whatever and that worked like a charm like that that yeah that's definitely the way you need to do it because you're only trying to open a door or a get the opportunity to come and present yourself because there's like so many applicants and you need to also understand that like i i can't talk to like for everyone but like at least me, I'm lazy. I don't want to lead, read 29 or 26 pages. I, I'll read the first one and they're like, ah, this guy. <laughs> and just check, check, check it really quickly, like do the first scan. But um, I, I was just laughing, in, like smiling. By, like the next time I'm applying for a job, hopefully I won't need to, but like the next time I will also do like a pie chart. Like, and, and, and do, like see what happens and, and also like you could you could like you, if you don't care you could do like have a lot of fun with it you could be you do do the pie chart with like okay recruiting like 80 percent like in in the some certain color and then just do the 20 percent recruiting but in yellow or something <laughs> 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 and just see what happens you know uh, <laughs> yes also because you know i hate being too professional like i i just don't like you're at your job so much and for so many like so big part of your life you're wasting on being on your job like it has to be fun you have to have fun like it's not possible anyway and and one of the things like with my previous company when when i started working there you have to have this email uh, you know, what is it called? Uh, your signature, signature, right? Signature. Yeah. Signature. Yeah. And, and you always have these fan, fancy titles and shit, you know? 
And a colleague of mine suggested like, yes, just write like head of talent acquisition or something. And I was like, but that's not me. Like talent acquisition, I don't, I'm, I'm going with gut feeling here. You know, this guy seems nice. I, I need to have him work. And, and he probably knows what he's saying. He says he knows, you know, almost like that way. Like I'm not like that professional. I didn't, I didn't want to wear like, you know, uh, uh, what do you call a suit? suit. Student. Yeah. 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 Stuff like I that. Understand. So, 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 so what I did on my email uh, signature was actually that I put my name, the company name, and then I just put Bololo and, you know, and people like those who don't understand the reference didn't care. I didn't get any questions. And those who did understand that that's an age of empires, you know, a reference with, uh, you know, the priests that uh, convert people to the other team or your team. They just, you know, they almost like, where do I sign? Where do I sign? This company seems awesome. If you're like the head of recruitment and your title is like, Bololo, <laughs> I want to start there. So, yeah, yeah. When you, when you nail it on the head. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and also there were no negative effects because those who didn't understand, they just, they were like, okay, I don't know what this is. And just like, they didn't put too much like yeah, uh, yeah. weight on it, you know. My, uh, my first, uh, for when, we, when we had our first company, my business card said, uh, they didn't want to, like you said, they didn't want any fancy title. So both my, my friend and me, we had, it just said that internet guy. Because yeah. this was our market, people who didn't understand what actually we are doing and why do they need a website. So they, they just call us those internet guys that build our <laughs> internet thing. So we just had a business card that says that internet guy and whatever. Uh, I, I need to confess that I kind of went a little bit uh, more boring in the last couple of years. I think so. But oh. I think I'm, I'm going to change that uh, a little bit. I'm building a new site at the moment. Uh, that's going to be live hopefully by the end of this week. And the idea is to kind of remove myself from this, uh, you know, persona that's like, oh, I'm a serious uh, <clears throat> designer consultant that helps you solve problems and then uh, brings quality to your work and your time to market is short. Like, <laughs> like who gives a shit? Like, uh, because whenever I worked with any startups and, and all of the companies, it was always people that are like around my age, they are doing the business. We can, I like to speak with people really directly, like, what can we do? What can we do? Why are we doing this or that? Yeah. And it's just like, you know, cut the bullshit, just do the work. Exactly. Uh, and last uh, winter, I had, I had a client uh, that uh, they are building uh, like a startup for freelancers and people who are self-employed. But basically you have a, it's called uh, Perks. And it's similar to Perkbox. So basically, if you're a self-employed, you, you subscribe and then you get all these perks like access to uh, a doctor 24-7. You can get mm. discounts on some stuff and stuff like that. For like, Do I you know them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like five pounds a month. And it's like, it's a really great idea. And we were building their version for Australian market. So we were just revamping the UX and basically doing like a UX audit and helping with the UI for their version two of their platform. Uh, and I went in for a meeting and I'm a, not a formal guy. I own one suit, one black suit for uh, funerals. funerals and weddings. <laughs> like it's yeah, the same exactly. suit, right? The same suit. Same. Uh, yeah. The, uh, the, it's, the occasion is different. The emotions are the same. Uh, so it's, um, 
so I was like think, contemplating, should I wear the suit or not? And I said like, ah, oh, fuck it. I'm going to wear what I usually wear. And that's my hoodie and my leather jacket and my blue jeans. And like, this is what I usually wear. Exactly. So I'm in my hoodie and my, and my leather jacket. And I have this like ugly biker look, but it's just like, it's my leather jacket that I really love and whatever. And I came into the meeting and the CEO comes over and she's this uh, amazing woman that looks like uh, like Blondie in the, in the like 80s and, and she's completely fine. She's like, ah, oh, finally somebody who looks normal. And I was like, okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> this was so good. And we clicked right away and, and I really tried not to curse, uh, use curse words and bad words when I'm doing the podcast. But man, oh man, do I swear uh, when, when I'm passionate about something, it just goes out of, uh, out, it just goes out of me maybe because uh i'm from croatia and we are like we have this street talk and it's just hard sometimes to control and when she had a dirty mouth i was like okay finally i can be just who i am and we were just clicking it was like really good so and back then i decided i want to work with clients that understand me and get me and mm. if we are on the same you know frequency then i don't give a shit like let's just do the work and everything's going to be mm. fine so my next mission is to find clients like that Yes, and I, I have the same philosophy. And, and I'm not saying that everyone should wear a hoodie and curse a lot. That's not what I'm saying. But uh, if you are that way, it's really hard to like, it's, I, this is what I mean. Like, if you're genuine, if you are a suit person, you will probably have more uh, success when you wear a suit because you're comfortable in that. I am not. And if I wear a suit, I don't feel like I am myself. And there will go energy and, and attention to me being uncomfortable instead of focusing on the things that needs to be done. But also the perks, uh, the company perks, uh, since we are, you know, the community for freelancing consultants, we're always looking for, for perks for them. As okay. I told you yeah, in the beginning. Think, so yeah, that's the perfect match. I will, I think, I, yeah, we'll connect. To, I'm more than to, happy to introduce you to them. And then, yeah, and they will open up the Stockholm market for them because there's a lot of stuff that we do, but we don't have time to do everything and you want to maximize. So please let me let them know that I look for I them. will. I so, will send you and them one email and then you guys take it from there. Perfect. Uh, you, should, you should name this a business podcast because I heard like in a previous... Some of some of the guests you had, they also did something. You know, I don't remember. Who yeah, it everybody was, does yeah. something. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the reason why I want to build the community, because uh, I believe that in the future, uh, like you drown in information, right? It used to be like you have one source of information, and that's the information you get. Most people get the same information, and that's it. Uh, and if you were rich, you were rich, and you would probably become more rich. And that's the way it went. Now the new, you know, wealth is probably built by information. And you know, the only way to do that because it's the, the you know the one man show is over. Like there, there's no self-made men anymore or women. It's like you need other people. Uh, you can just see it on the Nobel prizes. It's like okay, this guy got the Nobel prize, but it's the team that actually made it. There's no one, like, we, it's no more Nikola Tesla and stuff. Like, Elon Musk tries to portray himself like that. I don't know if it's a, you're a huge Musk fan. I think he's, like, attention-seeking a lot as well, which is probably part of his plan, you know, making a profile of himself and stuff like that. But, you know, uh, but I don't think, like, he also has, like, employees and he attracts 
great talent probably and that's what makes it so, so successful and, and this is the part with the community like if you surround yourself with people that are interested in stuff that want to develop themselves in different ways it could be like mentally it can be it can be in your work or in some technology or whatever it doesn't matter if you have that mindset and you surround yourself with that sort of those kinds of people you will probably be more successful together than you would be alone. So this is like one of the reasons why I, why I want to build this community and be the information hub for people where they can share and also learn from each other. And this is also the part why I, I, I asked you to, to, to do a talk for us because it's really interesting for us in Stockholm to see how is a, a freelancer doing in U, the UK. Uh, and, and, you know, and I wanted to see, like, this is really interesting, I think. We'll see what people say, but but I think that that's interesting. And also with the globalism, sorry, I see you want to speak. I, I can't tell. No, 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 please, please. I don't, I, just, I am in no hurry. Just please continue. I, I don't I'm, drink, I'm drinking, you know, energy drinks as well. So I can, you know, in the end of the podcast, you have to cut down half because it's just going to be curses and, you know, I'm going to go wild. So I'm not but, cutting anything. So if you go crazy, please do. No, but I mean, with the globalism and stuff as we, we like for those like people do not know how little we know each other we talked for one hour before right we had a meeting about like the talk that's yeah. what we did and then this is the second time we talk uh, but yeah and 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 this is like it, with the globalism it doesn't matter like we're two non-native english people like we don't speak english as a native language and we're communicating like you're from Hervatska, Croatia, and, and I'm from Sweden with two parents from also different countries. My mother is from Finland and my dad, as I said in the beginning, is Iranian Persian. So, so like uh, there's no limits anymore. Uh, things are going to happen on the internet and those who don't follow will be left behind. That's the new, you know, that's the new capitalism. You know, capitalism will probably have its course. It's going to be, you know, uh, placed as as was feudalism like if you're nobleman now like you have some perks but it's like like if you only have the name i'm not gonna care about that like show me show me your skills or like if you have wealth that's the like this this is the new paradigm i think like if some rich guy comes to me and says that he's rich i'm not gonna put a lot of emphasis on that i'm gonna be like okay what do you know who do you know what can you do you know and i think that's the new you know the new world order is going to be that. And that's also, I think, one of the reasons that, I, that there's so much you know, commotion going on uh, because things can spread much faster. Propaganda is much more available to more people. You have different sources of information. And if you control the information, you control almost like people's, like the world. And that's why there's so much like conflict going on between like on that. And that's one of the reasons why I want to start a community so I can have my <laughs> platform to share my information. So I want to do good or actually I don't mean what, like good or not good. It's not that I just want to have, I, I want to, I want to learn stuff. That's actually what I want to. And I learn stuff from like, to be honest with you, I'm worthless. I don't know anything. I, I have no skill sets. The one skill set that I have is that I like people and I like getting to know people. And this is the way that I've come where I come. I have my colleagues, we got along and they wanted to start this company and they actually took me along. I, I wasn't like the founder, founder. I was co-founder with them. Um, so they had the guts to do it. They had the capital. They had like these, are the, the, like two of my colleagues, we are four of us, two of my colleagues, they're like old in the game. They built companies before. So we're not like three guys from college doing anything the first time. Like my, 
one of the guys was my former boss and he built like a, two companies before successfully and sold them. So, I mean, like these, these are veterans in the game. And, and, and this is like, this is how I learn. I learn from other people. That's, that's been the story of my life. Like tech, I'm not a technical person, but I can speak about technical stuff because I've learned how it works on at least like a conceptual uh, level, how it works. So I understand like, okay, I don't know what code you write exactly and how a language differs from another. Like I can't say like that's Python and that's Java or whatever. So, so, so I can't tell you that, but I can, I can understand why they differ and what, what happens when they differ. So, so, and this is all I learned from my network. So I, I, for me to survive as a, with the skill set I have, which is nothing, I need a good, good network, you know? Uh, I so love that. <laughs> skill set when it's nothing. I don't think it's nothing. I think it's very valuable what you do, especially when you are the person who can speak to different types of people, which I think you can, because you need to use different language and different approach when speaking to developers. It's completely different when you're speaking to designers or business people or people in sales. They are all working within the same industry and maybe even in, on the same product, same platform, but they are uh, looking at the same problem from a different angle and if you can be that scaffolding around those people who brings them together and makes them communicate their idea and whatever they're doing in a, in a, in a same way then I think you are the one that's going to make them win so so I wouldn't say your skill is nothing it's next to nothing but <laughs> <laughs> don't but, don't sell yourself short I will not allow you that I will not allow <laughs> you to sell yourself short because you're not and I wanted to comment on what you said about uh, people not valuing money as much. I think uh, I agree with that because uh, I had an opportunity to meet people from all walks of life. And some of them were millionaires that I had no idea they were millionaires when I met them. So it didn't change my uh, attitude towards them. And when I learned, I like it didn't change anything. I don't give a shit because I think we are all doing the same thing if we are doing the same thing. And that is being better towards uh, people around us and being better, uh, making ourselves better every day. And it doesn't matter if you have a lot of money or you have the, I don't know, average amount of money or lower amount of money. Uh, even if you have no money, if you're a good person trying to be better, I'm not worried about you because I know that you will be good. Uh, and like you said, even if you're shit loaded, nobody gives a shit anymore. I just want to know who are you as a person? Are you doing well? And how can we help each other? And yeah. this is the, the, the main thing. And I think going forward, building your community and what we are doing uh, with Indie Club, I think it's bringing together people who are on a similar path, doing similar yeah. thing and just want to be better. So whenever there's an opportunity for me to speak to a community like yours, I'm more than happy to do that anytime, any time of day. A friend of mine asked me uh, when I told him about it, I, told him, oh, I met this guy from Sweden, he's amazing, blah, blah, blah. Uh, they want me to do a talk for them. They want to do it to talk about in careers and whatever. And he asked me, how much am I charging for that talk? And I was like, uh, nothing, I, I, I'm not charging. And, and he's still like, why? Like, why are you not making money? He, he gave me the quote from uh, Batman, I think. It was like, if you're good at something, you should never do it for free. And I said, that's true, but I'm good at a lot of things. And some of the things I do for free, a lot of things I don't do for free, but this is something that I'm really passionate about. And if I can make one person's life better, that means that I'm making this world better place. So this is something that I will never put a price on. Yeah. Right. So if you're making money off of this, if you're charging 
an insane amount of uh, money for the ticket to see whatever I have to say, then I'm going to charge you money. But if it's for the better of community, then it's just, it is what it is. And doesn't that boil down to what we also talked about, like the transparency and stuff? Would I do that? If, if I would do that, you know, uh, like start charging money and I wouldn't tell you and you got to know uh, later or something? Like, would we cooperate anymore? Like, I, I burned my bridges with you, you know? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So that's why, what I mean, like, uh, and that's why I try to be like not a bullshitter and stuff. And I really appreciate you coming, doing a talk. And, and as uh, I think I have no idea if this content is worth anything to anyone, but if it is like, that was good because then you helped us or will help us and, and have the talk. And, and I got an opportunity as well to come to your podcast and, and who knows, you know, we, we, maybe someone reaches out like there's a lot of Swedish people in, 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 in London and uh, maybe they're coming home because of Brexit and they can join our community uh, or they're in your community even uh, and they can be in both communities and if there is an assignment in Sweden they might have a good chance to get it you know because they maybe speak the language or I don't know you know you, you never know what what thing what happens you know in, in the future so so I, I think it's awesome and and this is also like part of the, you know the community part not particularly like sea finder community or maybe even in the club community but the concept of community and networking that we can sit like you're not even in sweden i'm i'm not in the uk we haven't really met physically but i consider like i would say like i'm very comfortable if i if i needed to like call you if i'm in london i would definitely like call you and and like that would be no problem at all of course but you know and this just happened because one of my friends that happens to live in London came to one of your talks uh, on a platform. I don't remember which one it was. Top Tal, maybe. I don't know if you wanna. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, them anymore, it, but no, it's uh, it's fine. It's, uh, it was uh, a Top Tal uh, event about yeah. freelancing where I was talking. Yeah. And and I agree. I think the the community is the strongest. Uh, I don't know how to strongest thing that we have today in our business is to build a community of high quality people and. Yeah. Uh, this is exactly why I do this. I, I, I promised myself a long time ago when I started my first Facebook group five, six, seven years ago that uh, that was web designers in Croatia that has thousands of people now. We will never charge for content. It's something that I got for free from a lot of people who were sharing their knowledge and whatever I do, it's there for free. If I'm actually working with you to help you start a business one-on-one -on -one and I'm teaching you or coaching you, then of course I will charge for my time. But whatever I do, for the community, it's, it's always going to be free. And mm. this is why I don't like those, you know, internet gurus that charge, I don't know, subscriptions for whatever. I, I'm not saying that's a bad thing or you shouldn't pay for it. Maybe you will find value of something. I even pay subscription for a couple of people that I think are bringing value to their small close communities, but I'm not that type of person. So I will not do that. So this is how it works because I did, when I wrote my talk that your friend heard back in, uh, I think it was 2014 or 15, and it's something that I've been evolving for the past five years. I didn't know that I'm gonna meet Sebastian from uh, Sweden in five years. It just, I did this so I can help people. And then I started doing it and, and it just, it, it opens one door and, and another and another and another. And I couldn't exactly. hope that one guy will be at my talk that will tell this guy in a whole other country that he, he, he should call me. And it's, a, it's like a whole, it's basically when you take a step back, it's a closed circle. If you, if you take a, a long 
uh, view from, from above. You can see that we are all basically connected within this larger community of IT. And, and, and this is why I love doing what we do. And yeah, yeah. And, but, but also like in the business aspect, if, if I may, uh, if, if we talk about like you need to eat so 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 like you need money for to, for something right so i'm just saying like if, for for you and and even me like me being on the like being a guest on your podcast and you having this podcast that's a platform also for spreading information as we talked about like if you can influence 100 people listening to this that's also some sort of power that you can capitalize on sometime if you want to so just you don't need to do it but you can do it so i mean that is also like an aspect of why why not you don't need to do like if content is good and people listen to you you can use it in other ways to promote stuff for instance your community i don't know how the business model works but you know it's probably not bad if there's a lot of people there <laughs> because data is good <laughs> so. so yeah the, the business model it's not uh, business model is not actually a secret it's free community you come in, you join, you meet people, you maybe find somebody you can partner up with, maybe you find a client, maybe you, you whatever. Uh, if we can support you, great. If not, fuck it. Uh, and it's like, I give what I can. I don't expect anything in return. If I get something in return when I need help, that's great. If not, I always have people that I can turn to. So uh, when I, when I like, in, in a position that I'm, I don't know something. I will post a question to my community. Like, oh, uh, I'm doing this. What do you guys think? Can I get some feedback? Uh, one thing that is for some reason uh, true for our community, I don't know why, uh, it happens when uh, I get a report from Slack and there's like 10% of messages go to public channels and then 90% of messages go in between people. So I know there's a lot of interaction that happens in, in uh, one-on-ones. Uh, and people are really great with feedback and with uh, our listeners. There are a couple of people that comment on every uh, episode. They send emails, they reply. It's not a lot of people. It's like, I think, 12 uh, people at the moment because we just started. But it's fine. I have 12 people that actually listen to the entire episode yeah. and, then, and then send me what they think and uh, what they liked, what they didn't like. They give me input and it, it's getting better. And I'm doing this primarily for myself because I enjoy doing this. I enjoy meeting people like you. I enjoy uh, sharing experience and knowledge. And if it helps somebody, great. Whoever hears whatever we're talking about and says, oh my God, this helped me so much. I was in the same place or this is the advice that I needed. Amazing. Great. Let me know. It will just make my day better. And that's it. Yes. And also like when it comes to, I think you said that you're you, in your community, you have people that want to start their become freelancers, right? Yes. Uh, so what I said, like with my previous company, the setup was a little bit uh, different than maybe like traditional consultant companies. And my job was like, I would say 70 to 80% just coaching people how to become a freelancing consultant. So, so I have a lot of experience with that. And I have like, if you want to, I can, sh I can, I can translate them to English, but I have like templates of, of things that people should do. It's sort of almost like when you fly a plane, right? The pilots, I, I'm not a pilot, so I don't, I'm not sure how they do it, but they have like a checklist, right? That they go through, like, have you pushed it, uh, this button? Dup, 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 and they do all these things. Yeah, pre-flight checklist, yeah. Yeah, like each time they fly, they do this. And I compare that to starting as a freelancer. I, I try to help my friend. He was a stubborn 
guy, one of the guy, same guy that that came to your talk. We're really good friends. Uh, you should you should meet him. Uh, I'll I'll exchange your your contacts with each other. You should meet. He's a really cool guy. So he wanted to start his uh, contracting as well, and I tried to help him because I had a I have a lot of experience helping people start their own company, becoming freelancers. But so okay, so I have this like sort of template of what you should think about, what you need to do to become a successful freelancer what do you need to do before and i used to, uh, before you start your own company and 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 uh, i used to say that you know you can't predict the future you can't predict like so covid or or, or these black swans that come or like it doesn't need to be be a black swan in the economy it can be just a string of bad luck for you particularly but what you can do is play with the param parameters parameters is that a word like uh, yeah that um that that you have and like turn the the, t the things in your favor like everything that you can do do everything to prepare to so that the parameters are in your favor when you start your company and then you're ready to fly so if that would be helpful for helpful for your your community i would be more than uh, more than willing to share uh, my four four yes. years of four years of experience. I think I helped like maybe three hundred consultants to become free or, or sorry people to become freelancing consultants. That would be extremely helpful, actually. And mm. I was speaking to David recently. We are planning on actually. Starting, Who's David? Uh, David is a co-founder of. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we were talking about actually starting a blog section of uh, community as well because we have podcasts at the moment and a community and we want to put some of these stuff in writing and we will be turning to people within the community itself to uh, just write whatever they think might be useful for people who are starting out or who are finding themselves within certain problems and what you're describing is something i think that would be extremely helpful and if you want to do that i would be more than happy to put that on our site and we are in the process of sourcing uh, content for the first uh, 10 or so articles so that would be really great uh and, and yeah I, I would love to hear to see that to read that to put it in in practice uh i would i'm actually more than happy to do a test run i can say okay i'm gonna i i'm gonna take your framework and i'm gonna test it out for a week or a month or whatever just to see if it works. Like, how many boxes do i check with my experience like i've been doing this for you maybe i've missed something maybe there's always something that i don't know and I'm more than happy to learn what I, what I don't know, and then give you the feedback. Oh, this helped me a lot. This didn't work for me. And just maybe we can do a, uh, like a short little uh, test run within our community to see how did it work, and maybe we can do great, do a case study or something. That yeah, would be really definitely. Good. That's fun. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we've been at this for over an hour, and uh, oh. I want to be courteous to your time and whoever's listening. Uh, I'm really, I always appreciate people who, who listen the whole episode beginning to the end. Uh, I want to say thank you for coming. Thank you for being the part thank of you. this. Uh, it was amazing. I hope that uh, it was fun for you as it much was for me. I hope everybody who listened that it gained some value out of this. Uh, I'm going to put your links to your community and your social channels into episode description. And if there's anything I've missed, please uh, speak now. Uh, if there's <laughs> anything you want to say, if not, uh, write it down for the episode too, because we're going to be speaking again. <laughs> That's for fun. sure. Let, let's do a fun, like Seafinder is a, I think it's a good name. Uh, I think like people think that they've heard of us because it sounds maybe 
like similar to other things or they actually have heard of us i have no idea but uh, it's not phonetically awesome because you, you just see like see as in the ocean or see as in i see something or what do you mean so it stands for like competence finder or client finder or consultant finder so it's just the c the letter c and then finder and let's do a trial like you said it's 12 people listening uh, well let's see like like anyone from like the community in the in the club uh, you, you get like free subscription and, and like just uh, subscribe to our uh, or sorry uh, register in our uh, uh, community and, and just write me in the chat you, you see my name and you can all like chat with me so and and let me know that you're from from this like you heard in, in this episode it's fun like to see just like get some data like how many will do it it's a two-step thing so we um, we we actually approve everyone because we have one want, want to have control so you know you register and then you get an email an invite to actually you you did, did it yourself tom so so let's try see what happens i i i uh it will be fun to see like yeah i heard the episode i i want to try this let's see I'm what gonna, happens i'm gonna email everybody who will listen to like, <laughs> cheating when I, like <laughs> no no when i publish the episode i want to be like listen to the end there's a gold <laughs> gold mine at the end and i'll just see what happens yeah, but see I what happens. Whoever is a consultant and wants to uh, learn more about uh, marketing in Sweden in particular, I, I'm sure they can learn a lot. I have a friend who's in Stockholm that I already recommended uh, right. and, and told him. He said he's going to apply he, uh, sooner uh, at some point. So, uh, but yeah, uh, uh, for sure. And yeah. And, and yeah, let's see where this goes. I, I will. I would love to have you uh, again. Maybe we can do, I don't know, uh end of the year and see what changed during the summer and, and see what we learned and and then maybe we can do a recap and and see where where this gets us yes definitely definitely uh it's it has been a lot of fun uh i i think is i really enjoy talking to you and i i would actually love to do it you know on a private uh you know uh, as a as a as a as a friend or acquaintance as well uh, Absolutely. i get a lot of it yeah we're going to do this again. Uh, thank you for being here. Thanks everybody for listening and see you soon.